Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. I'm getting too old for this. Hey guys, unfortunately our planned live show in Sydney has been postponed until further notice. Apologies for all the fuss. Ticket holders have been fully refunded, and please stay tuned for updates on future trips to Sydney and beyond. Thanks, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. I'm Damien. I'm Carney. I'm Handsome Tom. And this week, Wonder Woman. Imagine if Wonder Woman's power, right? Just as I've heard the name Wonder Woman. Imagine if Wonder Woman's power was that she just wondered about things. <laughs> like that, like she, just was, she was just like super curious. <laughs> <laughs> and not well, well she is. is. Yeah. She what <laughs> she is. She is. She is. She is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like I wonder what would happen if I did But she always said, I wonder what yeah. would happen. Or, she, I wonder what. <laughs> but she comes up with these really great hypothetical questions. Oh, and that's what, and the villain's just like stumped because he's like, I wonder what would happen if I put my face <laughs> in a black hole. <laughs> You've got me again, yeah. Wonder Woman. Oh, I man. had a good time. Yeah. yeah. I want to address that straight away. So first of all, it was genuinely a good movie. How good is it that DC actually know how to make films? Sometimes yeah. do they though? <laughs> no, Patty Jenkins seems to. Patty Jenkins. Knows let's how to be make honest. The movie. weakest parts of the films are the DC bits shoehorned in, yes. like yes. that whole prologue bit with Bruce Wayne and the mm. photo. Yeah. That's lame. Mm. What does she work at the fucking Louvre Museum? I, I guess so. How the fuck did she get that job? <laughs> What's your skills? Uh, what university did you go to? Um, the University of Secret Greek Island. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm very good at historical stuff. Why? Because I'm from history. Because I lived them. <laughs> They're the weakest parts, but yes. the strongest parts are the bits that I imagine are the Patty Jenkins right. directed sequences. Yes. Yeah. The thing for me that I really like the most about this film is that I'm glad that Wonder Woman succeeded because if it had have failed, it would be very easy for DC and people to be like, oh, well, that's why you don't make a superhero film about a woman. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. no one wants to watch it. It's like, no, I'm glad Wonder Woman did as well as what it did. Yes. This happened like a few years back when Charlize Theron did that movie called, I think, Aeon Flux or something like right, that. Yeah, and yeah. it bombed Just pretty a badly. Movie. Yeah. But then studios used that for years. It's like, well, this is why we can't greenlight you know, female-driven action films and stuff like that. No, so you can. Just make sure they're good. Aeon Flux yeah. is, a, is a bullshit fucking yeah, movie. movie yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know. Because like uh, Salt, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. That was a, that was a quality film mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I but really the story behind that. that is that it was written for Tom Cruise. Right. Did you not know that? No. So Salt was written for Tom Cruise and Angelina Jolie oh, came makes, on board and said, I want to do this. That makes terrible sense. And they were like, yeah. yeah, cool, we'll do it. She goes, I'm going to play the main character. They're like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a male character played by, right. by Tom Cruise. We'd have to change everything. She's like, no, no, no. 
just change it to a woman That's and just keep change. the film the same. Did they change much of the script? Apparently not. They yeah. literally just changed all the pronouns and a couple of little things. So mm. I think maybe he seduced a woman to get out of somewhere, right. whereas she doesn't do that. She just is competent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> These movies are like too like few and far between though. For sure. And obviously, yeah, Wonder Woman was a standout, which raises the question, why am I doing a fix on it? And yeah, why the fuck are you, Damo? My only answer is Do you that- hate women? <laughs> That's a that, no. I mean, Good. I, I would hope Good. that's obviously not. No, that was a loaded question. <laughs> that was so early in the, in the piece. Uh, no. That's like my first second episode back. Like you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. you got all guns blazing, mate. Oh, mate. Uh, no, it purely is because I got a bit drunk the other week while rewatching it, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think we've done an episode. I've got a, like a thought, a, a thought about it. I've yep. got half of an idea. Kind oh, it's of. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but no, I, I kind of just had one very small idea and then I messaged you guys to be like, hey, we haven't done Wonder Woman. I'm doing it. I'm going to do Wonder Woman. And then Sober Me is like, oh, that's a shame because it was quite a good film. <laughs> but that's all right. You've thrown, you, you thrown the gauntlet. Things that we like. I think it's two thirds of a pretty good film. Yeah, look, yeah. that's a pretty good call because, yeah, I mean, it's it's not perfect and it's still. We can all agree the, the weakest part of the film. And I don't want to get, I don't want to, if I start tiptoeing too close to something, Damon, just tell me to shut up. Yeah. We can all agree the worst part of the film is the third act. Yes. The reveal mm. of war being David Lewis. But rather than being, so, so in my head, I'm like, right, you do two things. You either don't have a war. Right. Or if you do, you don't make him like a big powerful god. You make mm. him like a Loki, like a talker. A right. Guy who yeah, incites yeah, yeah. war through words mm-hmm. because that suits David the Lewis better than fucking <laughs> CGI armor yeah. and his fucking little twiddly mustache poking <laughs> out of that helmet. Oh, like, yeah. Just the film been going so well up until that point. They even mm. did that beautiful moment where she kills, I can't remember the actor's name, all the character's name, the colonel. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, should be over. And, Best, and Chris yeah. Pine's like, mm, it's not over because. That's man. not how it works. Man, mankind. And it's, it's like, oh, that's really nice. It's like, oh, now war actually exists. Did did the writers, did DC forget that fucking World War II happened? <laughs> right. Like 20 years, 30 yeah. years later, they had another war. And then 20, 30 years later, they had another war. <laughs> like, yeah. DC's yeah. influence is interesting because I read an article where they wanted to get rid of the no man's land scene. Just because they wanted to speed it up and get her, you know, fighting the villains in the third act, right. and it was like wow. that's the best scene. Where well, she film. runs out, that's, and she reveals she's one yeah, to the like world. The most iconic scene in the film, and they wanted to cut that. So this is the level that we're dealing See, with. This is with why DC. we've got Batman versus Superman. Yeah, oh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. But because thank God, the like, behind it. Patty Jenkins fought really hard to keep it. Yeah. Oh God, because it's fuck such yeah, a good Patty scene. Jenkins. Mm. Yeah, that blows my mind. That that iconic scene where, where her character again. Is like her entire character is spelled out so perfectly in that scene because the whole thing is like, no, we need to sneak around. She's mm. like, no, I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not sneaking anymore. Yeah. There are people in danger and I need to help them. That scene's fucking awesome. She yes, throws yeah. the coat off and they had the Chris Pine turns around and is like, oh no. <laughs> and she's like knocking the bullets out of the end. And then the team bond over her saving that town. I yeah. can't believe that they wanted to. Again, it shows that as a studio, yeah. they're a bunch of fucking well, idiots. They, they don't even know their own. Character, they don't even know their own product. If they're willing to cut out the integral moment of her reveal, it'd be like being like in a Logan or a Wolverine film, being like, "Oh, that bit where um he like saves a child mm. by being really angry, and then looks at the child and goes, oh, 'Oh, I'm conflicted.' Yeah, cut that. That's not important. Right. Right. And does he need the claws? Let's get rid of the claws. <laughs> in fact, you know what? Let's no. Nah, he should just have a really big sword. Let's give him a sword yeah. and uh, and gun hands. He should have gun hands. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What were your other favorite moments? 
I think the beach scene at the start's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the plane lands yeah. and the fight. And also Chris Pine blowing up the base as well was a great sequence. That's yeah. some cr- brilliant action Chris it Chris did. Pine as a character was really good. And mm. I remember reading an article at the time being like, isn't it interesting that we have a, a female superhero? So the character normally filled by the girlfriend mm. is played by Chris Pine and he has depth and nuance and layers. And Natalie Portman gets none of these in yeah. any Thor film. No. And and someone was like, if you want to write complex female characters to like partner with superheroes, write them as Chris Pine mm. and then reverse the genders. Yeah. Yeah. But his character's fantastic. His character's That's great. what I mean. Like he has his own arc. He's brilliant. Yeah. His, his bit at the end, the whole like, you can save the world, I can save today. Mm. Like fucking hell, man. Oh, great moment. And, and he's he's actually, to be fair, he's almost got that Peggy Carter thing where he yeah. is actually an independent character in and of himself. Yes. Yeah, which is quite nice. See, I love a ragtag team of, of people against. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, we're going to get a con artist and mm. a crazy Scottish guy and this dude. <laughs> yeah, I think he can shoot really well. Oh, <laughs> He's on board. I was like, Bring him in. Yeah, my love a ragtag yeah. team. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the montage of all of them coming together. Like that's clearly yeah. just joy filled. Um, another thing I thought they did really well was because she's been locked away in Themyscira for so long. She's ignorant as all get out in a really fun, funny way. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. It's, it's that, that's, the best thing about Steve Rogers is that he doesn't understand stuff. It's the yes. same thing. The best yeah. thing about those characters is that they get there and they're like, I want to carry my shield to the shops. Yeah. Right. Why doesn't I'm his secretary? Does that mean I get to fight people? No, <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, like, it's that, that oh, like, fish out what, of water stuff. What do you mean really I can't good. wear my outfit? Yeah. yeah, I love that bit too when she's eating the ice cream and she's like, oh, it's wonderful. You should be so proud. And she's just so happy to <laughs> eat the yeah, ice cream. And you're like, oh, Addy <laughs> yeah. is really proud. Right? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I was proud of our ice cream. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good moment. Now, it, I think it's, it's as, as a whole, I think it's, it's a really solid film hmm. that is let down by some shoehorned bits of bullshit. It's, it, but again, and Marvel, and not, not to be sort of DC or crap, but yeah. they are. But by the same token, Marvel do that as well, where they get something where it's really good and then they just shoehorn a whole bunch of other crap yes. stuff in and you go, all right, yeah, we get it. Yeah. It's, it's, very, re- it's connected. It's very typical of a comic book film though. Even like mm. a really warmly received one like the first Iron Man still has the really shitty and underwhelming fight scene at the end. Mm. Um, like it happens in Thor in the first Thor. It fights the robot thing uh, at the end. Happens in both Thors. Yeah. Haven't seen Ragnarok at the time of recording. Yeah. Mm. Probably it's going to happen in Ragnarok too. It happens. It's like a typical sort of comic book thing. But I mean- I don't know. Mm. I really loved what Patty Jenkins did. It's interesting yes. too because she was supposed to do Thor too, then the whole creative differences thing, and she got kicked off that project. Wow. And then um, I can't remember who ended up doing it. The guy who Alan Taylor, I think, directed it, and it became a very much a Marvel studio thing. And it's a shit film. Mm. So I wonder what a Patty Jenkins Thor would have been like. Natalie Portman would have had agency for one, right? Absolutely. Kat Dennings probably would have had something to do as well. Yep. Yes. And what's his name? Elketh the Malfeasant. He's got some dumb name. Oh, the villain. What's his name? Right. Mel- Malikath? Malikath? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Elketh the Malfeasant is what I'm going to refer to him as. Saw the Dark World's probably the weakest film in the MCU. Nah, there's weaker. You reckon? I, yeah. I kind of agree. No, it's the only I, one I, I wouldn't watch again, I think. I, st- I literally started rewatching it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't ever watch it again. For me, it's that and probably Iron Man very too. close second. Nah, Ant Man. Oh, get fucked, no, man! Ant Man's got Ant Man's got the comedy. No, okay, and actually, 
Ant-Man makes me angry, I think, is what my issue is, is because I see the good bits. Ant-Man's, you Ant-Man's, see the, I right see bits? the good bits and I'm like, this could have been so good. Yeah. And that's no, where the sh- maybe that's where the, the Marvel shoehorning I'm talking yes. about. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what's more annoying than Thor The Dark World is that you watch Thor The Dark World, you're like, eh, yeah, what else was it going to be? Doctor Strange is bullshit because Doctor mm. Strange is crap and it could have been so well, much better. I think Doctor Strange fits in the Ant-Man category where it's like, it's all right, you sit there, you watch it for two hours and you're like, okay, but it's just frustrating as all hell because it should have been really, really good and it's not. Whereas I, Thor, I, I, I Thor tried to watch Strange and I couldn't right. finish it. Mm. Well, did you jump back to Wonder Sorry, Woman? Sorry, Sean. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm, not, I'm not personally offended by that. <laughs> I just I wanted to apologize because you, you were passionate about it. Nah, it's okay, mate. I'm not though. It's not a great film. No. Yeah. Sorry, back to Wonder Woman. Back to DC. Forget about Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Well, one thing, again, just to go back to Patty Jenkins and how great a job she did. So she took their kind of shitty Wonder Woman that they'd already set up in Batman vs. Superman, who was a useless guy. Like She had hidden herself away from the world because she was, what, angry at it or whatever. But why? This film, again, doesn't explain why she's angry in Batman vs. Superman. At the end of this great film, she's actually got purpose. She, She wants to be a part of the world. She wants to improve the world. And their version, she was just like, kind of, fuck the world. Do you know what was nice just on that is that it it, it flies in the face of the other DC Snyderverse films in yes. that these superheroes have hope. Wonder Woman yeah. in this film is an entirely optimistic character. Yeah. The film is a very optimistic film. And that's probably the thing that every Marvel film ever, even the darkest ones, mm-hmm. are optimistic. Yeah. Like even Civil War. There is hope in Civil War. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Even on Tony Stark's side, there is hope because he's trying to right wrongs. Like, whereas BVS is just this depressed, bloated mess. Yeah. And the Wonder Woman in BVS is is this sad sack. I hate everybody, but I'm mm. going to come back. Why does she come back? Yeah, because uh, Batman told her to. I guess guy I've really never know. met before with a good looking chin was like, <laughs> right. "You should fight this fight, yeah, girly." Do you think when they inevitably do a Wonder Woman sequel? They'll then reveal what the thing is that made her sort of go away, or is it I supposed to be? Or is it yeah, supposed to be? I fucking hope not. I hope we put never find window. out why she gets all sad and emo because it would just ruin her. Yeah, just don't even acknowledge that version as much as it's still Gal Gadot and all the rest. But because I because I, I imagine her in Justice League, there'll be flickers of that because Joss Whedon's in charge. She'll be so much more fun. Yeah. He will lean more into the the Jenkins Wonder Woman mm. because she was more well received as a character than the BBS Wonder Woman. Yeah. Do you think that? Wonder Woman will be kind of like what she is in BVS, though. Because I think by the end of this film, Wonder Woman, they kind of like got to that's, the point where she's, she's accepted it and moved on. That's why they have that little bookend at the end. Yeah. So they could probably retcon her character completely. Mm. Yeah. So she accepts the world of men and again yeah. so that we can have the fun, optimistic, hopeful Wonder Woman we had in the film mm. who sells better. I will say she has the best fucking theme out of any of those characters. That like guitar riff. When it I don't comes- love it. <laughs> Mate. Fuck you. No, but I, That's just, I don't know why I don't love it, but but also, you know why people do like it? And again, I don't want to bring Marvel into it, but let's talk about all comic book films. Mm. There aren't any memorable themes anymore. It's not like back with, you know, Batman, Batman or Superman. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing memorable. Like at best you can probably remember the Avengers like the team up theme song right. or something. But outside of that, no one's got their own theme except for Wonder Woman, and everybody knows what it is. Star-Lord has his own theme. What is it? What does it sound like? Hooked on a feeling. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a cheat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, so for this one, look, because I, I genuinely did love the Patty Jenkins one, and I mean, compared to the rest of DC, like we said, far above. So there was a few issues I had. Basically, this is less of a 
all-round fixer, more like a Damien Robb version. A drobbing. A drobbing. I've dropped <laughs> the... Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. Dropped the mic? <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that was mic drop? That was far better than what I was going to say. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I know. So I'm helping you out here. I'm keeping this PG. Yeah, well by the fact I've said fuck like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's obviously less, less of a swear word than drob. Well, it depends what you're dropping. Let's go. Okay. Before I go back in this hole. I got us out of it and I'm getting this back in. (laughs) So, so for my one, it starts off the same. She still has her monologue about having to face a hard truth and how she was never the same after facing this hard truth. And she even gets her photo delivered to her by Bruce. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Just stay with me. Uh, And then again, we get lost in her memories and she once again is back in her childhood in Themyscira. Again, it's much the same except for one difference. Her mother is not opposed to her learning to fight. In fact, she encourages it because this is, after all, the Amazonians' culture. They're a warrior people. Like, they hold ability in combat above everything else. And as daughter of the queen, Diana needs to be the best of the best because that was my first issue with the film is that her mum is like, oh, we're warrior people, but I don't want my daughter to fight. And then she's like, okay, she can fight, but she needs to be the best. Like you didn't even want her fighting. No, a no, second she, ago. she she needs to be the best from the outset. Yeah, so she is. And her well, mother. No, but but is is her fear? Sorry to just completely railroad your first fix. Is her fear though that because it's revealed that she's a demigod? So yeah. she's well, while they're all right. quite strong, she's actually got. She's the daughter of Zeus, isn't she, or mm. someone? Yeah, because that whole thing where she fights for the first time, she puts the gauntlets up and yes. it does something amazing. Because she's actually got a bit of god in mm. her. Yeah. So is the reluctance more about, oh, I don't want you to fight because you'll kill everyone and realise you're a but god. But there's still the inconsistency. And then nah, she, fair, then nah. she goes, okay, but if she's going to train, you need to train her harder than anybody else. Yeah, no, nah, true. What? true. What? Yeah. But is it her mum doing that because she's like, oh, but if the other Amazons find out what you are, then that's an issue? Is it is an issue? Not, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I don't know. She then then mum gets all on board and he's like, you need yeah, to train yeah, so, so, so that it's that classic DC thing hmm. or annoying film thing where they go, oh, yeah, no, we'll give you half of this and half of this. Right. But neither. So they need to go, no, we're going to keep it a secret. And her mother is horrified and still yes. doesn't want her training. Or the mother's like, nope, you'll be the best because you're a god. Right. Okay. So I've gone for the latter. Yep. Her mother's Sorry, all drop. on board. No stress, mate. Because they're, they're literally Amazonian warrior women. So, you know, that's what she needs to be. Uh, and so, yeah, in this one, she's all about the combat. I see them as like the Spartans. So yep, if you take yep. the Spartans in 300, that's almost their culture. They're, they're a fighting culture. And so we also have Hippolyta explaining the history of the Amazonians. Again, there's a, there's a, I've got one slight difference. So Zeus still created man and then Ares sought to corrupt them. To counter Zeus, he created the Amazonians. So their whole purpose is to fight Zeus, basically. Yep. So Ares created the Amazonians. No, no, sorry. Zeus still created the Amazonians, but they're warriors who could counter Ares. Um, All right, gotcha. And he gave them two weapons, the sword, which is called the God Killer, same. But I've, I've named the shield the War Ender. Ooh. Okay. okay, nice. And as we're hearing all this, we have the joint montage of the animated imagery of the God's Tale, as well as seeing young Diana just owning it on the training ground. She's ferocious and unstoppable, and we even get the sense that there's kind of something wrong about this. A little girl who's so deadly yeah like yeah she's amazing but it's unsettling at the same time <laughs> she's also 10 <laughs> she's also 10 is so Rob- ma- robin wright still a coach yeah yeah Good. so she's the auntie anti-opi antiope i don't know how to say that so then we cut to 1918 and diana's all grown up and again we see the pilot steve trevor crash his plane off the themiscira coast with the island soon being invaded by a cruiser who's pursuing trevor except this time it's an american cruiser oh because in my version, Steve Trevor is a German soldier. Oh. Oh. Is he still Pine? 
He's still Pine. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Pine, Pine might, could do a German accent. I, German. Yeah. I think he does in the film. Yeah, he pretends he? to be German. Yeah. yeah. Do we need to change his name then? Because Steve Trevor is a very American <laughs> name. So he probably needs to change. He could still be Steven. Probably Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> no, that's a dumb name. I'm trying to think. I'll, well, I'll he's, think of he's it. still a spy. So yeah. he, he, now he's a German soldier who spies for the Allies. So he can still. Oh, so, so he's still an Allied spy, but he, he's actually a German citizen who spies for the Allies on the Germans. Yeah, he's a German soldier. It's the reverse of what he is in the film. Yeah. So he's, he's effectively. Why is this so hard for me to wrap my head around? I, I, <laughs> so he's, it, it's really good. So basically, he is a German man, yes. a German soldier, who works for the Allies spying on the Germans. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's what I... Wait. So no, what is he? He's a German soldier who all spies for the Germans on the, on Allies. the Allies. So he's the other pretending side. to be American. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All Ooh. right. The reverse as it is in the film. Yeah, no, no. That, that <laughs> makes more sense, Damo. Um, okay. okay. Fuck, this is off to a good start. Okay. <laughs> I, but look, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm red sunning this. This is okay. this is the Superman storyline, yeah? Okay. Yeah, you yeah, know this one, yeah. yeah. So the Americans flood the island and the battle begins and the Amazonians are just slaughtering them despite their advanced weaponry. Again, keeping that awesome scene on the beach. Great. Diana is death personified. She is a leopard charging through a field of monkeys and Steve <laughs> is in a state of shocked wonder, no pun intended, watching her work. The Americans get down to a final few who are forced to surrender. And Diana is just super curious about them. She's curious about the world outside them. <laughs> she is super curious. She's That's super why she's curious. called Wonder Woman. She's wondering. <laughs> and she's curious about their weapons. She's almost like childlike in her na- naivety. Yep. Seeing the battle more is like a fun game than the horrific bloodshed we just saw. She approaches one of the Americans to ask him about how the gun works and he sort of stumbles out a bit of an explanation because he's terrified. But the words don't really make sense to her because she doesn't know what a trigger is. Like a bullet, (laughs) how do you load a bullet? What is a bullet? And so in the end, she finally asks the American man, can you just show me? And hands him the gun. Steve nearby yells out, no, as the American (sighs) raises the gun to shoot Diana. That's when her auntie, Antiope, leaps in front and slices the throat of the American soldier as the bullet hits her in the chest. Oh. And she dies in front of Diana, the first real death that's actually meant something to her. Yeah. And she's furious. Like a child throwing a tantrum, she does what she's been trained to do from birth and butchers the remaining soldiers. She turns on Steve, still furious, but somewhat restrained due to his attempt to at least call out a warning. She wraps him in the lasso of Hestia and interrogates him. Oh, nice, nice. And he explains that the Americans... They're evil. The allies are evil. They only seek to kill and that the allies brought upon a war, a great war that is consuming the world. And then he fights for Germany as a spy. And he's able to say all this under the lasso's power because he believes it. Okay. He's a perfect German soldier, fully believing that what they're doing is right. Ooh. I'm, I'm really conflicted, oh. Sean. I liked him in the film and now I don't know. Well, that's really no, no, no. You like him in this because he's like a precursor to Nazism. So you well, love, really, you this, love this, Nazism. This is no, 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 no. This is World War One. <laughs> this isn't World War Two, where yeah, it's no. obviously evil. Okay, yeah. This yeah. started from Franz Ferdinand getting killed, and then everyone sure. just jumping on board, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. history. A bit of history for you. Now, what's the guy's name? Kaiser. Was that the? Yeah, yeah. Thank can you. I can I just ask? Yes. Um, does Diana still have a little moment with An uh, Antigone, where she says <laughs> um, Antigone? That's the one. <laughs> Does she still do the whole, like, because I think from memory in the film, she's like, yeah, you need to go. You need to, like, go out mm. and, and find, I don't know, the truth or whatever she says to her. Does that yeah. still happen? Because that seems to be, like, in the film, that was, like, a big reason for her to be like, I got to get out there. and Yeah, like, all that can still happen. Her cool. motive is the same, but now she she's, she believes Steve. She's had the lasso around him. She believes the Germans are in the right of it. I also like she's got the lasso to start with because yeah. they, they would give their best warrior and heir to the throne the best stuff. Because, yes. yep. yeah, there's no restraint here with her leaving. 
And so that's what she does. She makes the same decision. Ares must be behind this, but he must be one of the allied figureheads. So she straps on her armor, the sword, the shield, the lasso, and goes with Steve to destroy Ares. So Steve takes her first into Germany to meet with his superior, General Ludendorff, who's the same dude from the film. Oh. Oh, my gosh. She's on the other side. Oh, you've already made him a more interesting character than the one-note, like, yes, melodramatic Sunday afternoon movie director right. DVD yeah. bullshit villain that he was. Yeah. Oh, he's German and he's bad. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's it. He's German and he's bad and he's melodramatic and his best friend has no face. Like, this is cool. <laughs> right. And so Steve meets with Ludendorff and tells him just how deadly Diana was in battle. So again, yeah, he's kind of the same guy, but he's more friendly. He's a bit more charming. And Diana sees him as the betrayer of good. And she likes him because he is so charming and nice to her. And he tells Diana, look, we just, we want peace, but sometimes war is the only way to get it. They're the good guys doing what they must in an unfortunate situation. And she understands this is exactly how she was raised. Oh, mate. This is a very interesting film now. Lundorf takes her off to meet a bunch of the soldiers, the German townsfolk, and again, they're all good people, doing what they think is right in a time of war. He tells everyone that he meets that with Diana, they may have found what they need to to end the war. He calls her a Wonder Woman. Oh, <laughs> or Wonder Woman. Yes! <laughs> I like that I didn't need to say it. No, I just <laughs> knew. Your eyes just lit up. I've got it written down. Oh. And is this, does someone mistake, does it start off someone calls her Wunderbar women and woman and it's like, no, that's too long, too long. <laughs> and so Diana's pleased. She hears this and she thinks that they mean to aid her in her mission to kill Ares. But what he really means is he wants to use her as a wrecking ball to slaughter as many allied armies as he can. He suddenly has like a motivation that makes sense. Mm, cool. Good. So all this is happening, Steve meets with Dr. Isabel Maru, aka Dr. Poison. Oh, okay. And we learn of her plan to create an even deadlier mustard gas. And we kind of get the sense that Steve doesn't really approve of Maru and that the idea of using this mustard gas doesn't sit well with him. The idea of this much slaughter, the image of thousands of men and women choking and dying painfully, even if they are the enemy... Ludendorff arrives to tell him his next mission, which is to take a fake notebook to the Allies, one that details where the gas will be created and loaded from. It is, of course, a trap, a diversion for the Allies, a way to ensure the real development and deployment area doesn't get discovered. Maru senses Steve's reluctance about it all and explains in, a, in her monotone, sort of freaky face way that <laughs> sometimes you have to do great evil to do great good. If this attack stops the war, isn't that a good thing? She's suddenly more complex as well. Mm, good. She sort of says to him, who knows how much longer this fight will go on for? How many years? How many more lives? This is the only way to end the war. She tells him all this and she believes it. This is her goal. This is her purpose. She was just on things that didn't work. She was really underutilized mm. in that film. She yeah. was like, here's a crazy evil chick whose name is literally Dr. Fucking Poison. <laughs> right. But I liked her character. I wanted them to do that's, more that's with it. It's like, yeah. frustrating. They just wasted really good potential. She mm. had that beautiful scene with Steve whether at like the ball or whatever and he comes up and he's like impersonating a German and he talks to her and there's just this like look on her face like oh this guy's kind of into me mm. and then he glances over his shoulder at Diana and you just watch her face just she's like furious, yeah. fall apart because she's like oh okay of course, I my see face. what she wants yeah, yeah. Right. yeah it's the mask thing isn't it mm. it kind of is yeah. it's the mask my face is melted it's the it's the melted face is it the name Dr. Poison that puts you off <laughs> You'd rather be with someone with like a more wholesome name like Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, or, or would you like my other friend over here? Fuckhead girl. She- <laughs> <laughs> 
So Diana comes in this point and they quickly cover up the real plan, knowing the gas wouldn't sit right with her sensibilities and instead explain, look, we don't actually have a gas. It's all just a trick. The notebook is just a way to scare the allies into considering peace. She ultimately approves of this saying, yeah, peace is the goal, but that obviously can't happen until she kills Ares. And so agrees to go with Steve so she can figure out which one of the allied figurehead Ares is. So next they go to England. Professor Lupin, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) To deliver the fake notebook. So we can actually have a very similar here as this we saw with the Supreme War Cancer where Diana impresses by translating the notebook and again have some funny moments with her sort of black and white nativity and ignorance of the modern world. Because like I said, I really liked how they used that. I think you could even push it a bit further for human. Like I was sort of thinking you can almost have some like little mermaid moments where she thinks certain modern contraptions are like have alternative uses, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. You, you could even have a great bit where the whole time like Steve's like, okay, so I'm going to start talking with a different accent. Like, right. I'm going to start talking American. <laughs> yeah. Do not tell them that I'm German. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, no, okay. And like, so she just says something and they're yeah. like, what? She's like, oh, he's, she's, she's being funny because she studies lots of languages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not German. <laughs> she can just come in and be like, I am Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's being funny because that's how those dumb goes. Germans talk. <laughs> so Steve, still under the guise of an allied spy, meets with Sir Patrick Morgan, who is trying to negotiate an armistice with Germany, much as he was in the film. But Morgan also has a plan. Upon learning from their notebook about where the gas would be created, even though, of course, it's fake, he organises a secret mission to go stop it that he wants Steve to run. So in this version, Morgan has put the crew together. He's pulled all the guys through and it's not Steve. But we can still have a fun introductory montage of each of them and each of their abilities. So Steve, not wanting to give up his cover, agrees to go with them. And he asks Diana to go with him, basically so he can have like a bodyguard or an ally if things go wrong. Sure. And she agrees because she learns they'll have to pass through the front to get to where they think the gas is going to be and assume, well, Ares would be at the front bathing in the fighting. So she agrees to go with him. So they head for the front. And as they go, Dana finds that she likes the people they're with. She likes the crew. She expected these men to be the enemy, kind of like evil through and through, but they're not. For the most part, they're just good men who believe in what they're doing, believe they're fighting for right. No different from the German soldiers she met. Nice. All right. Even Steve, against his better judgment, finds himself warming to this gang of oddballs. Hmm. So they get to the front. As they pass through Vled, Diana meets the locals of this area. And again, decent people caught in a war they didn't ask for. So in order to get to this fake location, they need to pass through the trenches, where, much like in the movie, Diana talks to a local woman who's distraught over what has been taken from her by the Germans. And so the warrior in her wants to fight someone, but now she doesn't know who. She's learning that with men, there is no ultimate good or ultimate evil. And without that black and white definition, she's torn. So the team decide we have to rush out across the tenters, make it across as quickly as possible. And Steve tells her in private, look, just do what you have to do. Keep up the facade of being with the allies. Just try and, just try and kill as few German soldiers as possible. So they rush out, but she falters. Even Steve is capable of justifying the situation to himself, of attacking his own men, but she can't do it. And because of this, the team get pinned down. Bullets are flying from both sides with them caught in the middle. Then Diana has a breakthrough. She may not be able to attack, but she sure as fuck can defend. Hmm. And she charges out onto the field and begins blocking bullets from both sides. This is the holy shit, she is awesome moment. Yep, yep. With, but that, one, uh, with that guitar riff. Just bit of a me. guitar riff rolling across. But this time, she's not attacking, she's defending. Something that sort of goes against her whole people's culture. And inch by inch, the team make it across the field and into an allied encampment on the other side, with Diana just being a complete badass, protecting them as they go. They stay in the encampment overnight, they need a rest after that day. And the next day is actually Christmas. With Christmas morning comes a miracle. Both sides come out of the trenches, 
they talk, they share stories, and they play football. Oh, which but is true. This happened in real life. That's nice. It's it was Christmas 1914. Everyone came out. They played footy. They talked. Just for the whole day? For the whole day. Oh, that's it was a ceasefire for the day. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. ceasefire, guns down. And they literally played a game of football together. And so for Diana, she's blown away by all this. It's like magic. War on pause. A day where Ares loses his power. <laughs> Both sides getting along. No one's fighting. Everyone's having a good time. And despite her upbringing and all her beliefs, this feels so right to her. This is how peace should be made, by meeting on common ground and sorting it out from there. So in her relation, she tells all this to Steve. She she can't believe it. Maybe they're not good guys or bad guys, but just guys, with no side having the whole right of it, just people forced into a war over something that never really had anything to do with the common man anyway. She's excited. She tells Steve, if Morgan's armatus could work, this could be their reality. Every day could be like Christmas, she says. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. The fighting might truly end. She's convincing her childlike attitude is a positive in this scenario. And Steve kind of can't help but agree. He's seeing this. He's, he's spent time on both sides now and it's changed him much in the way it's changed her. The night is spent in celebration and ends with Diana and Steve in the same bed. Oh, and that's the end. No, not really. <laughs> I feel like Sean and I went, uh, I, think, I think Job's fucked up. I, uh, I, I don't want to be rude or anything. Like it was really good up to that point, but uh, what the fuck? Do they still have their nice like dance scene? Yeah, yeah. Throw okay. that in for good. sure. I, I love, with, I love the, a nice dance scene. We're having the dance scene, but we're having it with both sides of the wall. That's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Nice slow dance. Mm. Bit of snow falling. Oh, gorgeous. Ah. Oh, man. Do you guys want to know what happens next? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Don't, right. don't be ending just with people hopping into bed. Well, you're going to have to wait till... After this break. Oh, fuck you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to tell you guys very quickly about our sponsor, dollarshaveclub.com. If shaving is a pain in the neck because you keep cutting it with inferior razors, well, do I have the solution for you that'll make your life so much easier and neck cut free. As a bearded man, although a neatly trimmed and stylish bearded man, I know the importance of a quality shave. 
but quality can be expensive. Since joining dollarshaveclub.com, I don't need to choose between price and quality to get an amazing shave anymore. dollarshaveclub.com is a no-brainer for an incredible shave delivered right to your door. That's right. They deliver straight to your home for less than what I used to pay. No more going to the store dealing with the hassle of that since joining the club. So what are you waiting for? Just go to dollarshaveclub.com and pick up a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades. That's all there is to it. I get a first-class shave with my executive razor because I deserve it. And when I use it with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides for the smoothest shave imaginable. So, now's your chance to get why over 3 million members like me love Dollar Shave Club. Right now, you can get your first month of the club for as little as $5. After that, it's just a few bucks a month. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality and value of all their products, there's no long-term commitment or any hidden fees. There's no reason not to join. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash moviemate. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash moviemate. That's M-O-V-I-E-M-A-I-N-T. Now, back to the show. And we're back. So the next day, the war's back on. Diana is crestfallen. It seems impossible to her. It makes no sense. How could humans act like this? How could they play and celebrate one day, then kill each other the next? Then she learns that Morgan's armatist has been blocked by none other than Ludendorff. She asks Steve, how can this be? He said he wanted peace. It makes no sense unless then it all clicks into place for her, unless Ludendorff is Ares, manipulating events so that the war will continue. And just like that, she's back in warrior mode, out to kill. Steve tells her that he's with her. He's going to help her in any way he can. But it's a lie because despite the joy of the day before, reality has hit back hard and his old loyalties aren't that easy to shake off. He contacts Ludendorff and tells her that Diana's after him thinking he's Ares. Ludendorff finds it more humorous than anything and tells Hmm. Steve, look, just play along for now. What's important is that we release this gas, just lead her to the fake site, keep her busy until the real gas has been finished and shipped off. Afterwards... We'll be able to convince her back to our side. Is Ludendorff still getting smoked up on his uh, supervillain drugs? Mate, yeah, you can yeah. have that. Yeah. No, no, let's get rid of him. Yeah, I reckon like, get rid of him. Does he need them? Does he need the... He doesn't need it. Okay, no. then fuck no. him off. Because he's more just an arrogant general who thinks he can control people. Yeah. And that's what you've seen, Diana. He's already convinced her he's a charming, nice guy. He's like, yeah, whatever. She's ignorant. I'll be mm. able to make her think we're the good guys after. I mean, it was good having smelling salts that turned people into the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, oh, I'm just going to... Going to bench press a car. Like, <laughs> fuck, I was dumb. Danny Houston? That, that's the Danny actor. Danny Huston. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Huston. Yeah. yeah. He, like... It was so bullshit because you see him come on the first time, like, this could be interesting. And he's just like, oh, no, he's just a one-note bullshit character. No, but mm. it, what I found like really funny was he played it somewhat serious, mm. at least initially. And then he has that moment where he throws the bomb into the room and one gas mask and then Dr. Poison says to him, why did you put a gas mask in there? And he goes, well, they don't know that it won't help. And then they giggle. like They just cackle <laughs> like super yeah, villains. Go, yes. it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I was actually waiting for him to do like, the Dr. Evil pinky to his yeah. mouth. <laughs> as they walked away. Yeah. The character he was playing, you couldn't play seriously because it's straight out of a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, it really. Like, is. I was waiting for him just to turn and be like, I am your brother back <laughs> from the dead, Steve. I must say, you're hurting me with Steve. Okay. He's a bit of a motherfucker. Yeah, look. Yeah, he but, is. but. But he's but, I, but I'm okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. get why he's a motherfucker, Sean. Yeah. Mm. He's a complex character. They're he all is. complex he characters. Yeah. He is. He's, it's, it's a complex. He's hurting me in a complex way. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's the way you like to be heard, isn't it, Sean? <laughs> well, then Steve then goes and lies to Diana. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her Lundorf will actually be at the site they're heading to, and so she agrees to continue on. Except a couple of days later, they're passing through Germany, and one of the other guys in their crew gets word that Lundorf will actually be at a nearby gala. Diana has a moment of suspecting Steve of lying to her, but she's still that sheltered Amazonian, so it doesn't take much for him to convince her that his intel must have just been wrong. Still, it's a slight crack in their relationship. So we can have a similar scene here as in the movie with Diana and Steve attending the gala, with Diana attempting to kill Ludendorff, except the tension comes not from pretending they're German, but Diana pretending to still be on the German side in order to get close to Ludendorff, and Steve now trying to play both sides. Yep. Yeah. So the rest of their team, the rest of the gang, they're kind of basically oblivious to all this. They don't know about Diana and Steve's conflict of alliances. They just think they're helping take down a German general because yep. the opportunities come up. So again, Diana gets close to Ludendorff, but is stopped from killing him by Steve. Ludendorff gets away, he leaves the gala, and Steve and Diana retreat back to their hideout with the crew. Diana turns on Steve, demanding an explanation, and he just sort of says, oh, look, it was too dangerous. We'll wait for another opportunity, when, of course, he was really just saving the life of his superior. Diana doesn't really believe it. She's suspicious, and she's furious and tells him, look, I'm just going to go kill Ares without your help. She leaves, and we see Steve again conflicted. He has a choice. Does he revert back to the man he was and continue his mission, lead this crew into a trap? Or does he listen to what Diana told him on Christmas night and try to stop thousands of innocent people from being killed from their poison? We see him alone outside of their camp, drinking from a whiskey bottle as these thoughts scatter through his head. Eventually, he makes a decision, loads his gun, and walks to the fire where the team waits. And we cut to Diana. And she's followed Ludendorff for days, finally catching him at an airstrip. We see her watching him from behind a building, waiting for her chance to kill. Finally, she sees it and unsheathing her sword gets ready to attack when Steve comes out from behind and grabs her. And she is just about ready to kill him after all the times (laughs) he's betrayed her. But then fighting breaks out. A small contingency of allies rush into the airfield led by the crew and start fighting their way across it. Steve tells her he's told the guys the truth. And then he tells her the truth. He tells her everything. That the gas wasn't just an empty threat. That it's real and it's here on this airstrip, about ready to be shipped, but they need her help to stop it from being deployed. He tells her it's more important than going after Ludendorff. She hesitates, but then with steely-eyed determination tells him, no, nothing's more important than killing Ares. That's the only sure way to end this war. She breaks out of his grip and rushes at Ludendorff. And he doesn't stand a chance against her. She's a warrior from birth and it only takes a moment until the god killer is stabbed through his belly. She's triumphant in her victory, but of course... The war doesn't end. Fighting continues. Steve turns to her. He says, he's not Ares. War doesn't exist because of gods, but because of men. And what's important now is that we save as many lives as we can and stop the gas from leaving this airfield. Then Ludendorff's corpse begins to laugh. He rises and pulls the sword free from himself. Damn it, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You're right about men, my boy, he says to Steve, but you're not right about me. Diana's shocked. Why is he not dead? But the sword, it's the god killer. This, he laughs and destroys the sword. (laughs) This is no weapon of Zeus. This was made by your foremothers, the Amazonians, thinking they knew what Zeus wanted of them, but they were wrong. You were wrong. Diana's in shock, but she's still defiant. And she says, at least I knew you were Ares. I wasn't wrong about everything. Ares laughs again. You didn't know quite as much as you thought, he says. And we see him change. And he becomes Morgan. Ah. Then he changes again and he's Churchill, then Lennon, then Woodrow Wilson, then Kaiser Wilhelm. Then he morphs into the god of war he is, huge, armoured and terrifying. Way better than David Sir Lewis in a metal suit. (laughs) They were so easy to manipulate, 
he says. Zeus made them flawed, and when given the choice, they will always turn to violence. All it will take is a few pulling of strings from me, and they will continue this war forever. Diana doesn't say anything. She just leaps into action. She may not have her sword anymore, but that doesn't mean she can't fight. And she and Ares begin to battle. Steve breaks out of his shock and runs to stop the plane, full of gas from taking off. When Dr. Poison steps out from inside of it, a canister of mustard gas in her hand, all the threat she needs to stop him in his tracks. Steve demands she gets out of the way. You will not ruin this, she says. I will do what it takes to end this war. But he turns to her and said, didn't you hear what he said? He's using you. He doesn't want to end this war. If he gets his way, it will continue forever. And all those people this gas is aimed at will die for nothing. You said a great evil justifies a great good, but there's no good in this, just death, which will lead to more death and retaliation, and this war will never end. But you have a chance to stop that here. Now, if you really want this war to end, you need to help me. She considers and toys briefly with the canister in her hand, not wanting to believe him. Then she looks across at the hulking form of Ares and the armoured woman a quarter of his size taking him on. And she steps aside. Steve rushes onto the plane and it takes off. Diana, watching all this out of the corner of her eye as she battles Ares, watches it go. And then Steve's story ends the only way it could. As the plane rises into the air, he looks down at all the people fighting and he hopes one day they'll learn to stop. Then he pulls his gun and fires. Diana sees the plane blow and cries out in anguish. Ares, seeing the opportunity, takes the advantage and pins her to the ground, gauntlet raised, ready to strike. Join me or die, he tells her. But seeing Steve's sacrifice only makes her more defiant. Kill me then, she tells him. And just as he's about to, Zeus flies to the ground in a spark of the lightning. The fuck? What the fuck? Okay, gods are real. <laughs> um, who's playing Zeus? I uh, don't have someone. Who you got? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. Because that was always going to be your <laughs> response. As you said Zeus, I'm like, I hope it's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Can he have like a real luscious beard? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. great. All right, Fuck yeah. He's got a luscious beard, but also the hair he has as an animated character in Moana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Enough, Zeus bellows. And the world, except for him, Diana and Ares, pauses. He looks around at the men fighting men, at Diana fighting Ares, and is disappointed. He approaches Diana. Amazonian, he says. Why are you fighting? Why are you encouraging violence and war? I've spent all this time healing, and this is what I come back to? Diana's confused. Because that's what you created us for, she says, to stop Ares, to kill him. No, he tells her. I created you to stop his influence, not as warriors, but as peacemakers. And that's when he tells her the real history of her people. After Ares sought to corrupt the humans and lead them to tear each other apart in battle, the other gods fought back against him and he killed all of them. With his last ounce of effort, Zeus cast Ares down into the world of man and then forged a tool that would stop him, Diana and the rest of the Amazonians. But they wouldn't stop him through violence. Violence only begets more violence. The Amazonians were supposed to counter him, a balance to his influence, a peaceful people, ones that would show the humans an alternative to war. After all, that's why he created a shield for them, not a sword. Instead, they've locked themselves away from mankind and became the opposite of his intention. Diana doesn't know what to say. All my creations, Zeus says mostly to himself, they're corrupted, they're wrong. Amazonians have turned to violence and humans have created the worst war the world has ever seen. I've failed. It's time to destroy everything and start again. And Ares is so pleased. The ultimate destruction. Zeus is shamed. This is everything he could have ever wanted. And Zeus raises his arms to wipe out all of creation. Wait, Dana cries. 
and she tells Zeus what she's learned. Yes, humans have the capacity for great evil, but they also have the capacity for great good. But it's not one or the other. It's not two sides of the coin. It's not succeed in peace or be destroyed. It's a spectrum. It's a set of scales, except the scales have been tipped. Ares existed, and we didn't know how to counter him. But even under those circumstances, humans still did good in this world. And she thinks of Christmas Day. They're capable of peace, she says. She looks towards Dr. Poison. They're capable of change. Then she looks to the sky where she last saw Steve. And they're capable of sacrifice. Yes, Ares may have been able to coerce them into war, but she knows, given the right circumstances, that they can also choose peace and love. And isn't it better that a person choose to do the right thing than simply be created to do so? Give them another chance, but with her there to balance out the odds. Zeus ponders all this and agrees on one condition. If next time he returns, they're no better than they are now, he will wipe them out. Ooh. Another crack of lightning and he's gone. Dinah turns to Ares. Oh, this is going to be fun, he says. Not for you, she tells him, and then slams her shield, a weapon of Zeus, through his throat. Oh, oh yeah, boy! <laughs> she leans in and tells him, I hope this is the last death needed to win a war. Humans may be flawed and war may continue, but if these people are going to have a chance to improve, it needs to be without you here. And when war does come, I'll be here to protect them and if possible, show them a better way. I am the war ender. I am the god killer. I am Diana and I am Wonder Woman. She said her name. (laughs) So we cut to and both sides are celebrating the end of the war, but Diana's victory is bittersweet. Yes, this war is over. But she knows the long road she and the humans have to go down. The real fight will come from the humans trying to beat their own nature. Her mission now is to protect, defend justice, and give love into the world. That's the only real way they have a chance. So we come back to the present, and we see her send an email to Bruce Wayne thanking him for the photo, and she tells him that she thinks they may have the same mission. A moment later, and he responds, and he tells her, it's not just them who share the mission. He's found some others who do too. All right, all right. That was a really bad Wonder Woman noise. Um, Okay. It literally has deus ex machina in it, though. It does. It definitely does. (laughs) Like, literally. It literally does. God comes down and goes, what the fuck are you doing, guys? Yes. Um, Except for that he doesn't actually save the day because... Then he goes away. The situation's still the same. Yeah, I found it interesting that he left and it's like Ares is still there. Yeah. (laughs) I I like the conflict you've created. I I still would have kept Ares out of it in my opinion, but your Ares is better than the Ares we got. Okay. So I will give you that. Um, because he can become, he's a sh- he, he's more like Loki. He's that shape. Yes. Sh- and I did say that. that was You're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting when you said Make that. Make him more like, oh, that shapeshifter, silver tongue. Right. So I, I did like that, that he wasn't just David the Lewis shooting lightning out. And yes. that he had a form that was a was a bigger form. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Big tick um, on Ares. Big tick on Ares. Big tick on just conflict and showing that both sides are the same, which right. is that, that it's a war film. And that's what war films always exactly. do is that they highlight yes. that. The boat, everyone is shit. Yeah. War is and shit and it, it affects even, everyone in the same way. Even with Ares, yeah, he can be the German bad guy or the English bad guy. I'm like, no, he's everyone who's pulling the strings yep. because, like, if you look at the people actually fighting the war, can't the be Winston Churchill, though, because he wasn't prime minister in World War One. He still had history. He still played a part in it, didn't he? I have no idea. I think he was still. He I was involved, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know he was. He was around. He was around. He was, he was old. He was influential even then. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right. Cool. I'll concede. <laughs> 
you've made a Wonder Woman that doesn't have a weird taste in it where it feels like a completely different movie mm. at the end. Yeah. And also, you made the Amazons flawed, which I kind of liked. I liked right. they came out and were like, we, we fucked up our job. We made yes. a sword when we, had, when we were given a shield. Yeah. Like, I like that because it also ties in nicely with the Justice League thing is that they need to be the protectors, not, mm. and, that, and that's why she's reluctant to go into this fight with Superman and Batman. Right. Because she's like, no, 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 I don't do fighting. Yes. That's not my job. My job is to, to do other stuff. Exactly. I'm not a fighter. So, in a way, you've also fixed her fucked up motivation in the <laughs> other film. Well done, Drop. Thank you. It's a nice little switcheroo with Steve, too, where it's more of a yeah. redemption arc rather than just a hero arc. Exactly. Well, like, I mean, making him German, that was the drunken idea that I had. I'm like, oh, what if he was German? That's amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this great thing. And then I message you guys. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's literally all I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. That's then, a good block to start with. It is. And it kind of like, that's it. The rest of the pictures kind of came out from there because I'm like, well, if he's German, she's going to see both sides of this war. And yep. that's ultimately, that was really the catalyst of the rest of the film because, yeah, for the regular soldiers, they're, they're just following their orders. They're doing what like, you know, they're doing what they genuinely think is right. If, if they believe the propaganda, they don't know any different. Yeah. And yep. so I wanted her to be that soldier, not knowing any different until she gets exposed to both sides. And I tip my hat to you as well for actually giving... Dr. Poison, like, just something at the end. Because yeah. in the film, it's kind of just like, she just gets away, right? Exactly. Well, well no, he wants her to kill Dr. Poison. And she's like, no, if yeah, I no, kill, I'm the same as you. Yes. Yeah. That, but in which, this, which is it's great pitiful. because Dr. Poison actually has to make a choice. Well, that's it. Well, again, because she's, she's no different from those soldiers. She's doing what she thinks is right to end the war. She's not yeah. just a, a melodramatic villain. Exactly. And no. so when Steve tells her, no, what you're going to do actually won't end the war. In fact, it'll make it go on. She still wants to end it. So she yep. steps aside. You know what my heart needed? Right. I need you to keep Steve having words with her before he dies. Yeah, look, I was going to put all that in. I'm like, uh, I don't have time. Let's just pretend it's still all there and there's the watch storyline and all the he rest. Can, he yeah. can still do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. We I need want- that. Like, I feel like it's so important to her character to have him say that thing where it was, um, fuck, we said it before. Uh, yeah. I can't save the world, no. but I can save tomorrow. You can save the world. I can save today. Yes. That's right, yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, she needs to have... It just, yeah. Yeah, it In helps. my mind, yeah. that was all there. I just didn't want to rewrite it for all. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, that whole Perfect. conversation she yeah. has after she thinks she's killed Ares is when he has Yes, that exactly. Thing. And right. then as he runs with, off, he... Yeah. With the added conflict of he's lied to her and he's tried to play both sides. Yep. Yep. But ultimately, of course, he does the right thing and she knows, yeah, that's the man he could have been. <sighs> I'm pining for Chris. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 I would uh, I'd watch that too. Cool. I would. It's a, like... That's what the film needed. It needed it just, just a fix needed, of the. Just th- it needed a, a villain fix, yeah. and then what you also have done is fix the third flipped, act. Just flipped the start of it, really. Yeah. Like I mean, flipped the Steve aspects of it, which makes it, just, it an interesting discussion of morality and war. Absolutely, as the heavens open above Holy us and we get a bit fuck. of rain. If you can hear that, I mean, I wish I could have just brought this into the pitch and been <laughs> as Ares creates a storm of a thousand. And Zeus is coming storms. down. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's going to come here and be like, gosh, you fucked up. I gave you a lot of time. You've had eight wars since then. <laughs> Diana, what have you been doing? I've been hanging out with this billionaire. Uh, Diana would start fighting. talking and he'd be like, it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you. She goes, I've been hanging out with this billionaire and his invincible friend. <laughs> Jeez, Dad, I just want to come with my cool friends. But yeah, so Damo, in your version, how does she get the job at that art gallery? <laughs> oh, look, I have no answer for that. At that art gallery. Yeah, that one. That yeah. prestigious she's, one. She's gonna that make... art gallery. <laughs> Fucking hell, Harney. The Mona Lisa is in there. Uh, Culture. You know. That painting. Yeah. <laughs> Look, maybe she thinks uh, to save the humans, she needs to show them great art. Yeah. That's how they oh. understand war is not good. So I want to ask you, mate, mm. 
in your version, yeah, does she then not disappear for a hundred years? Look, ideally, no. To be perfectly honest, like that doesn't make any sense. But to explain to me. why she keeps out of conflicts. Yeah, she's out of conflict because she's yeah she's more about the defense than the offense. Yeah, but wouldn't she be involved in every conflict? up until now because she's like whoa 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 because when Zeus comes back we need to keep the pet so she, she would be involved be. in everything yeah. she, she would, would be, be but she wouldn't be fighting which which still is in, in which is still makes like, sense as to why she doesn't fight when Superman and Batman are like what the yeah. fuck why aren't you fighting yeah Fair like enough. fighting's kind of her last resort which ultimately she'll have to do like like she kills Ares afterwards with the shield because she's still flawed there's still that side of her yeah but she's gonna try to be better you know the, I mean Sean I know you talked uh, off air in a message to us about possibly fixing the film Valkyrie I've got yep. a solution. Just put Wonder Woman in it. <laughs> she tries, she tries to sell, like, you know, it's the film is she's got the plan to poison Hitler yeah. or blow Hitler up because it's like a non-fighting way right. to end the it's war. the best possible way to do it, yeah. Mm. What, one of the things I found most fascinating was just the, like, sort of the time bomb you've put on this whole thing, mm. on the franchise, I think, by being like, things better be in order when Zeus, Zeus comes back. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I liked. I'm like, she needs to come back and be like, what the fuck? There's now seven of you in a team? <laughs> yeah. This isn't what I... You've, you screwed it up again. I'm not going to destroy the world because you're all fucking idiots. And that big guy walking through space, he's going to. <laughs> How does Zeus go on a fight with Superman? Well, great question. Fuck. I, I mean, hopefully we'll Wonder see Wonder Woman 2. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really liked... Because uh, for her mission, it needs to be more than just, oh, let's do what's right. She, like, there needs to be a threat. There's a ticking clock to it. Yeah. The humans need to get better or else. Yep. yep. And that's kind of her mission. And then it, if I can, it becomes Justice League's mission because it gives them more purpose as well. Well, that's great. That's like a bit of a franchise fix on the run. Mm. Yeah. And it kind of works perfectly. Yeah. Like if you were doing a sequel to this, what era would it be set in? If we're saying Wonder Woman is around for every war. Yeah. So you just pick a war. very easily jump to... You'd almost jump to the Vietnam War. I was going to say, yeah, Vietnam. Because that would be the one where it's again... Because Nazis, that you can't make a sympathetic Nazis. No. And also, we've just seen that so many times in yeah, films. Yeah, right. But yeah, Wonder Woman. Which was interesting to see this. Thing. The Gulf War would be interesting where nothing happened. <laughs> because of her. Because <laughs> of her. Oh. oh. Wonder Woman yeah. does it. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. That was better than my first attempt <laughs> yeah. at that theme song. I wonder how she did that. Oh. <laughs> well, Dr. That's Poison would come back. Oh, yeah. I reckon yeah. Poison would be yeah. like, I tried. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, good. And now I've invented napalm. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. Dr. Poison needs her own theme. Yeah. yeah, she does. It's like a bass version. It's like... Or her theme is just Poison by Bardo. Please cool. tell me we know that song. Sean's looking at me blankly. Demo. Uh, hang on. B- Bardo, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. the pop, pop star, star group. Yeah, 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 that Sophie Monk was in. I thought you meant like Poison by like Alice Cooper right. or whatever. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. That no, would no, be no. the logical. No. <laughs> not some no, forgotten actually, Australian Actually, no, no. Head. Not Poison by Bardo. Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. <laughs> what a great... Because then yeah. she can just have that riff, that... I just see like... Yeah. I just added the trailer. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, and then I think you know when doing when she every ki- bit of good she, work, DC did. She kills <laughs> someone, like she kisses someone, right? And as they're yeah. dying, she just goes with the taste of your lips. I want to rock. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm toxic. You're slipping under. Oh, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna stop. Look on that note. <laughs> I've been David. I've been Carney. Oh, I've been Handsome Tom. And if you have any thoughts, ideas, comments, or just want to say hi, you can send us an email at moviemaintenance at sanspantsradio.com or find us on Twitter at mmsanspants on our individual Twitters. I'm at me, David Jamas. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Orchid Tree. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content, and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.